It's April 19th, and this is the Reading Through the Bible Together podcast. My name is Blake Farley, and I'm inviting you into my devotional life this year. Each year I read through the one-year Bible, and I wanted to do something different this year and and read it in a podcast form, um, because I I just know there has to be people out there like me who learn best by listening and um, learn best in the context of community, where you're sharing ideas and thoughts with others. You know, for me... I didn't read through the entire Bible until I listened to a podcast reading it to me, and I didn't uh, really grow and really start to feel the richness of the Bible until I had the podcast read to me, and I began to teach the Bible and explain it to others and hear others' ideas and really do it in community. So that's really the goal of this podcast, and uh, to to read the Bible in, in a non-boring way and uh, I'm not planning for these. You'll notice probably three lines in when I mispronounce 17 words. Uh, but that's part of the beauty of this podcast. There's other podcasts where if you want it to sound like a robot is reading to you, you can find those. For me, those put me to sleep. I want to hear a real person um, interjecting and engaging with the text. And uh, if that's you, then you're in the right place. If not, go find yourself one of those other podcasts. You'll enjoy it a lot more. Now, we're reading through the New Living Translation this year. Uh, I usually preach from the CSB, but I like to mix it up sometimes, see different things. And I've really enjoyed this translation so far. And as a part of the one-year Bible plan, you read an Old Testament reading, a New Testament reading, a proverb, and then we always close by praying through the psalm of the day, or a portion of the psalm of the day if it's a really long psalm. So let's go ahead and jump in with our Old Testament reading, Joshua chapter 19. The second allotment of land went to the clans of the tribe of Simeon. Their homeland was surrounded by Judah's territory. Simeon's homeland included Beersheba, Sheba, Moladan, Haziar Shilon, Bala, Ezem, Ethadol, Bethel, Hormon, Ziklag, Beth Mechorim, Hezrah Susan, Beth Lathaban, and Sarbetha, 13 towns with their surrounding villages. It also included Ain, Rimen, Ether, and Ashen, four towns with their villages, including all the surrounding villages as far south as Beth Helbir also known as Rama of the Negev. This was the homeland allocated to the clans of the tribe of Simeon. Their allocation of the land came from part of what had been given to Judah because of Judah's territory had become too large for them. So the tribe of Simeon received an allocation within the territory of Judah. The third allotment of land went to the, cl- went to the clans of the tribe of Zebulun. The boundary of Zebulun's homeland started at Sarid. From there, it went west, going past Mecca touching Dabbath-seth and proceeding to the brook east of Jacqueline. In the other direction, the boundary went east of Sered to the border of Kedef-Haltaban, and from there to Dabiath up to Jaffa. And then it continued east to Gath-Hefer, Eth-Kazian, and Rimeon, and turned toward Neha. The northern boundary of Zebulun passed Haneth and ended at the valley of Iftel-Fiel. The towns in these areas included Kadeth, Nahiel, Shemion, Idiel, Bethlehem, twelve towns with their surrounding villages. The homeland allocated to the clans of the tribe of Zephlin included the towns and their surrounding villages. The fourth allotment of land went to the clans of the tribe of Issachar. Its boundaries included the following towns, Jezirel, Kusaluth, Shinnan, Hapha, Chinan, Azareth, Rabbath, Kisav, Ebes, Remeth, Inekath, Inahadid, and Beth Pezez. The boundary also included Tabor, Shehmez, and Beth Shemezah, ending at the Jordan River, 16 towns with their surrounding villages. 
the homeland allocated to the clans of the tribe of Isker included these towns and their surrounding villages. The fifth allotment of land went to the clans of the tribe of Asher. Its boundaries included these towns, Helethka, Hali, Betan, Askapha, Alamatha, Amid, Michel. The boundary on the west touched Carmel and Sahir and Libitha. Then it turned east toward Beth Dagon and ran as far as Zebulun in the valley of Iphetel El, going north to Beth Emic and Neil. It then continued north of Kebel, Aben, Rehob, Heman, Cana, and as far as Greater Sidian. Then the boundary turned toward Raymond and the fortress of Tyre, where it turned toward Helphus and came to the Mediterranean Sea. The territory also included Mehath, Azabekatha, Amana, Apek, and Rehob, 22 towns with their surrounding villages. The homeland allocated to the clans of the tribe of Asher included these towns and their surrounding villages. The sixth allotment of land went to the clans of the tribe of Nephitali. Its boundaries ran from Halifa, from the Oak of Zenanan, and extended across the Adayam Nebek, Jabiel, and as far as Lakum, ending at the Jordan River. The western boundary ran past Azeth Tabur and then to Hakakak and touched the border of Zebulun in the south, the border of Asher on the west, and the Jordan River on the east. The fortified towns included in this territory were Zidian, Zer, Hamath, Rakath, Kenneth, Adath, Ramath, Hazar, Tadesh, Eridan, Ezenharazan, Euron, Migadel, Homerel, Beth Enenin, and Beth Sheminin, 19 towns with their surrounding villages. The homeland allocated to the clans of the tribe of Nephitali included these towns and their surrounding villages. The seventh allotment of land went to the towns of the tribe of Tan. The land allocated as their homeland included the following towns Zora, Eserol, Irshemish, Shavalan, Ahajan, Idahalan, Elon, Timah, Ekron, Ekaloth, Gibinathon, Balathon, Jehud, Beniabarek, Goth Ribbon, Merekjek, Rakan, and the territory across from Joppa. But the tribe of Dan had trouble taking possession of their land, so they attacked the town of Laish. They captured it, slaughtered its people, and settled there. They renamed the town Dan after their ancestor. The homeland allocated to the clans of the tribe of Dan included these towns and their surrounding villages. After all the land was divided among the tribes, the Israelites gave a piece of the land to Joshua as his allocation. For the Lord had said he could have any town he wanted. He chose Timeth Syrian in the hill country of Ephraim. He rebuilt the town and lived there. These are the territories that Eliziar, the priest of Joshua, son of Nun, and the tribal leaders allocated as grants of land to the tribes of Israel by casting sacred lots in the presence of the Lord at the entrance of the tabernacle of Silah. So the divisions of the land was completed. And praise God for that. My goodness. Divisions of the land were about to kill me, folks. That's the end of chapter 19. Moving on to chapter 20, verses 1 through 9. The Lord said to Joshua, Now tell the Israelites to designate the cities of refuge as I instructed Moses. Anyone who kills another person accidentally and unintentionally can run to one of these cities, and they will be places of refuge from relatives seeking revenge for the person who was killed. Upon reaching one of these cities, the one who has caused the death will appear before the elders at the city gate and present his case. They must allow him to enter the city and give him a place to live among them. If the relatives of the victim come to avenge the killing, the leaders must not release the slayer to them, for he killed the other person unintentionally without previous hostility. But the slayer must stay in that city and be tried by the local assembly, which will render a judgment. 
and he must continue to live in that city until the death of the high priest, who was in office at the time of the accident. After that, he is free to return to his own home in the town from which he fled. The following cities were designated as cities of refuge. Kadesh of Galilee in the hill country of Nephtali, Shechem in the hill city of Ephraim, and Kerdeth Ariaba, that is Hebron, in the hill country of Judah. On the east side of the Jordan River, across from Jericho, the following cities were designated, Bezier in the wilderness plain of the tribe of Reuben, Ramoth and Gilead in the territory of the tribe of Gad, and Golan in Basham in the land of the tribe of Manasseh. These cities were set apart for all the Israelites, as well as the foreigners living among them. Anyone who accidentally killed another person could take refuge in one of these cities in this way. They could escape being killed and revenge prior to standing trial before the local assembly. Boom. So that's the end of our Old Testament reading. We see right there in chapter 20, really the beginnings of what Americans would call uh, you are innocent before proven guilty. Somebody killed somebody on accident. They could run to one of these cities and um, be safe uh, until the elders or the judge had uh, decided whether or not they, they deserved to be safe or not. Moving on to the New Testament, Luke chapter 19, verse 28 through 48. After telling this story, Jesus went on toward Jerusalem, walking ahead of his disciples. As he came to the towns of Bethage and Bethany on the Mount of Olives, he sent two disciples ahead. Going to that village over there, he told them, As you enter it, you will see a young donkey tied there that no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks, Why are you untying that colt? Just say, The Lord needs it. So they went and they found the colt, just as Jesus had said. And sure enough, as they were untying it, the owners asked them, Why are you untying that colt? And the disciples simply replied, The Lord needs it. So they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their garments over it for him to ride on. And I, I don't know, I just that's a very comical moment in my head. Like, they, <laughs> you know, the guy um, comes out, somebody's stealing his colt, and he's, the, guys, the guys are like, uh, The Lord needs it. Okay. Verse 36. As he rode along, the crowd spread out their garments on the road ahead of him. When he reached the place where the road started down the Mount of Olives, all of his followers began to shout and sing as they walked along, praising God for all the wonderful miracles they had seen. Blessings on the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. But some of the Pharisees among the crowd said, Teacher, rebuke your followers for saying things like that. He replied, If they kept quiet, the stones along the road would burst into cheers. So this is what Jesus was killed for, blasphemy. Um, the people are praising him. They're saying he is the God. He is the Messiah who is to come, the king who would reinstate God's kingdom on earth, defeat death, defeat sin, bring everything back into restoration and redemption as it was to be a blessing for the whole world, for anyone who trusts in him. And the Pharisees are like, hey, tell people not to say that. They're, they're saying you're God. And then Jesus with this awesome one-liner, if they kept quiet, the stones along the road burst into cheers. <laughs> you can't stop what's happening. He is who he says he is, the God of this universe, the one who has come to live the righteous life and die the atoning death and decisively rise again so that all who might trust in him would have eternal life. They'll be able to experience salvation, find peace, no purpose, and live fulfilled, not based upon their own doings, but based upon his doings through his grace. Grace is God doing for you what you can't do for yourself. And that, my friends, is worthy to be praised. And Jesus says if people didn't praise him, the rocks would have praised him. How cool is that? That's like an awesome section of scripture. Verse 41. But as he came closer to Jerusalem and saw the city ahead, he began to weep. How I wish today that you of all people 
would understand the way to peace. But now it is too late, and peace is hidden from your eyes. Before long, your enemies will build ramparts against your walls and encircle you and close in on you from every side. They will crush you into the ground and your children with you. Your enemies will not leave a single stone in place because you did not recognize it when God visited you. Then Jesus entered the temple and began to drive out the people selling animals for sacrifices. He said to them, The scriptures declare my temple will be a house of prayer, but you have turned it into a den of thieves. After that, he taught daily in the temple. But the leading priests, the teachers of religious law, and the other leaders of the people began planning how to kill him. But they could think of nothing because all the people hung on every word he said. That concludes our New Testament reading. Moving on to our proverb of the day, Proverbs chapter 13, verses 12 through 14. Hope deferred makes the heart sick, but a dream fulfilled is a tree of life. People who despise advice are asking for trouble. Those who respect the command will succeed. The instruction of the wise is like a life-giving fountain. Those who accept it avoid the snares of death. And now moving on to the psalm of the day, Psalm 88. It is a longer psalm, so I will read the whole thing and then pray at the end. Again, this is the 88th psalm. I would encourage you to go back and pray through it today. Or pause me when you hear something um, that you feel is leading you or urging you to pray. For the choir director, a psalm of the descendants of Korah. A song to be sung to the tune, The Suffering of Affliction. Doesn't that sound like a fun song? <laughs> the Suffering of Affliction. A psalm of Heman the Ezraite. Verse 1. O Lord, God of my salvation, I cry out to you by day. I come to you at night. Now hear my prayer and listen to my cry. For my life is full of troubles and death draws near. I am as good as dead, like a strong man with no strength left. They have left me among the dead, and I lie like a corpse in a grave. I am forgotten. Cut off from your cave. You have thrown me into the lowest pit, into the darkest depths. Your anger weighs me down. With wave after wave, you have engulfed me. Interlude. You have driven my friends away by, t by making me repulsive to them. I am in a trap with no way of escape. My eyes are blinded by my tears. Each day I beg for your help, O Lord. I lift my hands to you for mercy. Are your wonderful deeds of any use to the dead? Do the dead rise up and praise you? Interlude. Can those in the grave declare your unfailing love? Can they proclaim your faithfulness in the place of destruction? Can the darkness speak of your wonderful deeds? Can anyone in the land of forgetfulness talk about your righteousness? O oh Lord, I cry out to you. I will keep on pleading day by day. O oh Lord, why do you reject me? Why do you turn your face away from me? I have been sick and close to death since my youth. I stand helpless and desperate before your terrors. Your fierce anger has overwhelmed me. Your terrors have paralyzed me. They swirl around me like floodwaters all day long. They have engulfed me completely. You have taken away my companions and loved ones. Darkness is my closest friend. Lord, I want to pray a special prayer for those who feel like darkness is their closest friend right now. I love how this is the end of the psalm. There's not a, not a happy ending to this psalm, and you're okay with that. It's okay that we mourn and we grieve. It's a part of living in this fallen world. Lord, we do have a hope. And Paul uh, in the New Testament would say that we grieve unlike those without a hope. Our grieving is different, but it's still grieving. And Lord, I just pray that you comfort those who are grieving. Uh, Lord, I, I believe that the night ends and the sun comes up. And I just pray that you'd help them see the light at the end of the tunnel. Be close to them as you, your word promises. It promises us that you are close to the brokenhearted. Lord, may that be true for anybody listening to my words right now. 
who are brokenhearted, who feel like, as the psalmist says here, that darkness is their closest friend. Lord, we love you. And it's in your name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you for joining me uh, for April 19th's reading of our podcast, which we call the Reading Through the Bible Together podcast.